Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Real Estate, presented by DeBrew Realty in Mansfield, Texas. Your host is Susan DeBrew, and I'm your co-host, Steve Pixler, and we're talking about all things real estate. In this episode, we're going to talk about love letters. Oh, isn't that sweet? We're going to go all romantic and talk about love. These are actually buyer love letters. And we actually need to give you a little bit of caution about these. Susan, talk to us about buyer love letters. So in real estate, uh, one of the ways a buyer could always win in multiple offers is to become more competitive by bringing a personal element to the transaction. So say you put your best offer on the table, you went as high as you possibly could, all the other terms in the contract, you wrote them in the seller's favor, and you know there's 20 other offers in the table, how do you make yours stand out? And one of the ways to do it was to either write a buyer's, we call them a buyer's love letter, or do a video or something where you personalize it. And that has been incredibly effective. But in today's world of discrimination Mm -hmm. and everything else, we're learning that um, it can not only help a buyer, but it can also backfire on a buyer. Mm -hmm. And so just like you might win a buyer to say, you know, I really like you because, you know, you have the same color hair I have. Mm -hmm. I actually had a seller like, oh, I I love red hair. I have red hair. And the person (laughs) has red hair. Like it gave them a point of commonality. Right. Um, and Which so humanizes, it humanizes the buyer. Yeah. And I always love to try to humanize it yeah. because... Create a personal connection. Oh, if you're if I'm a seller and I, and I have the, the agent talking to me about 20 different offers right. and, and say three or four of them are really close, like how do I make a good decision? Yeah. And two of them have buyer love letters and one of them has a dog that looks just like mine, oh, right? Yeah. One of them I know of a seller, it actually this actually was a, a, a good example of how they could be, um, even though I'm going to caution you against them in a minute. Um, uh, my daughter Jacqueline represented a buyer who wrote a, a love letter uh, for the for the purchase. They won because of the letter. And uh, one of the comments that they had made was that he he could see, the, the Mr. Buyer could see himself like working in the yard and he loved how all the other neighbors in the cul-de-sac took care of their yards and they saw a picture of their kids and, and all of that. Well, it turned out the seller was actually moving right across the street. Oh, their kids were the same age. Mr. Seller really cared about the new buyer taking care of the yard oh, and all yeah. of that. And they won because of it. They actually have become really great friends. Oh, that's amazing. And um, Jacqueline actually was invited back later, you know, to, to celebrate with all of them now that they're all like family. <laughs> and it all it was because of the letter. And that's a good story, right? Um, I haven't personally had an instance where there was the negative ones, but you hear about them. Yeah. Where somebody... Um, say you were of one race and you put a picture in there and the family was of a different race and it can work both ways, right? right. I don't care if you're yellow or black or white or, you know, right. you know, zebra colored. Like yeah. you people like people who are like you, yeah. you know, and, and we tend to favor people who are like us. And so sometimes it can work to your advantage and sometimes it can work against you. Yeah. And there are several protected classes, 
In okay, so now we're talking about legality here. Yes, so and this is just, where we're going to move into the caution phase. Right, so we're not just talking about you know how it affects mm-hmm. the perception and whether or not you win the deal. Now we're talking about there actually could be some legal ramifications. Yes, and so if for the real estate agent, for the brokerage, there's definitely a liability if the seller were to choose your offer, your buyer's offer, based on a... Protected class. Protected class. Um, and the protected classes are race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familiar status, and disability. Mm-hmm. And familiar status could be like, it happens more in renting than in buying, but say you have 10 kids, you know, you have, a landlord might not want to rent to someone with 10 kids just because kids are hard on the house, but technically... Like that's a protected class. Mm -hmm. And so you can't deny the family because they have 10 kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, if you're selling the home, you won't care as much about that, about the number of children. But it could be because they're, you know, they're purple and you're blue or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it could be that they have a Christmas tree and their picture, their picture that they put in the letter and you would have preferred a menorah or, you know, you can swap out whatever symbols you want. But the idea is that religion is a protected class and you can't discriminate against it. And particularly if you're a licensed agent, you have to be incredibly careful that there in today's world. And um, again, I think as agents, we're always looking to try to personalize it. We're always looking to try to give our buyer an advantage. And the one thing I was completely unaware of until um, the past couple of years was that it could actually backfire. Mm. And so maybe my client did have a Christmas tree in the background. I didn't think about the fact mm-hmm. that that could actually hurt them. Right. Or if my client had a menorah, that that could actually hurt them or, yeah. or some other religious symbol. Maybe a picture on the wall had it. And and I honestly, I just was thinking about personalizing it and letting them know how much we loved it. And and it actually can, it actually has been used to discriminate, discriminate against people. And so I think it's... Um, it's a time that we all grew up and realized that not everybody it loves us just because of, you know, we are who we are. And we have to understand that we have to protect our clients both from uh, discriminating as well as from being discriminated against. So if you have a, a client, you're, let's say you're mm-hmm. showing buyers and you're showing them different houses and they want to make an offer. And maybe three years ago they made an offer and bought a house yeah. and their buyer letter was a huge part of yeah. making that happen. Yeah. And now they want to do it again. What do you say to them if they insist they want to submit a love letter. So the first thing I do is I let them know that it's controversial now mm-hmm. and that it actually can backfire. Mm-hmm. You know, so I walk them through all the reasons behind it and and they are, want to take the risk. They're like, no, I want to write this letter. It helped me win last time. Mm-hmm. And I want like there's no law that says they they don't that they can't. Mm-hmm. And so as the buyer agent, I have a fiduciary responsibility to take care of them. And one of those responsibilities is obedience obedience there we are again back to that obedience thing that i didn't like (laughs) sorry you do have to obey your clients and and not if they're going to ask you to do something immoral or Or illegal illegal. right exactly and it is not illegal for the buyer to actually write the letter right at least it's not not it not in 2021 and you know uh, they're actually though in 2022 that's going to change oregon has already has legislation in place that it will outlaw it in the state of oregon in 2022 Mm -hmm. so chances are if that 
people seem to think that that helps to protect people it will other states will follow suit right so depending on when you're listening to this podcast it could be illegal when you're listening so make sure you check your local statutes the date right (laughs) and so right now though it's not illegal for the buyer to do that and so what should the agent do the agent needs to counsel the buyer that there is risks involved now and that it could actually backfire on them. And then the buyer needs to say, but it's your decision, right? And so as the buyer agent, if I get a letter from the buyer that they want me to submit with the offer, I will obey. Mm -hmm. I'll be very careful to let the other agent, you know, know through my wording that I understood, like I wasn't just ignorant of what's going on in the world. And I would say, you know, my, you know, as an act of obedience to my clients, Mm -hmm. I'm submitting the buyer letter, you know, please submit it with your Contract. Now, and you would document that. I would. Uh, you bet that's going to be in writing. Yes. You bet it is. <laughs> and why? Because it can backfire on all of us, right? Yeah. And so I would definitely be um, uh, documenting. I would also be documenting it in writing with my buyer mm-hmm. that I let them know that um, I was discouraging it. Yes. But if they insisted on doing it, that I would obey. And so uh, if I represent the seller, I'm going to be even a little stronger. Okay. Because the real liability is going to come if that seller picks the offer based on a buyer letter mm-hmm. and say, say the people in the letter were, say they were, like they looked like me and they had a Christmas tree in the background, right? And they lost and they're really upset that they lost. They thought their offer was a winning offer and they believe that they were being discriminated against either because they were Christian or because they were Caucasian. Well, guess what? If they decide to sue the seller based on that, the seller might not uh, lose the case because there's no law against discriminating for the seller. Um, it, but it still creates all of this uh, stress, all of mm. this division, and all of these legal expenses, and it can create precedents where now people are actually like have civil lawsuits where if you discriminate against me and I lose money, now you might have a civil judgment, mm-hmm. right? Even though you might not have broken a law, but if you if you caused me harm financially, I might be able to to get some kind of compensation for that. And so I, I know the lawyers will make a whole lot of money as we figure all this out. <laughs> right. But right. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing: is for my seller, is if they do select an offer that had a letter attached to it. If they read the letter, like they need to document why they selected that offer, Mm. like really documented it. Mm -hmm. And they have to be so careful that it wasn't based on one of these protected classes. Yes. So, for example, just recently, I did have a case where uh, some clients of mine had won because of the letter before and they really wanted to write a letter. But in, in processing through it. They were like, well, we don't want to risk not getting it because of the letter, too. What do you think? And in their particular case, there was some commonality they had with the seller that didn't fit these cases. And they were uh, general enough that I could include it in my offer. Mm -hmm. So as I'm submitting their offer, I'm letting them know they already live in your same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Right? They are veterans. A veterans is not a protected class for real estate. It is if you're hiring somebody, mm-hmm. right? If you're hiring somebody, you can't discriminate based on them being a veteran or being, but you, it's not a real estate. So it, people can't say, well, you didn't pick me because I was a veteran or you mm. picked me because I was a veteran. It's mm-hmm. not a protected class, class in real estate as of 2021. And so actually we did win. 
And I don't know if it's because we were the high dollar, you know, highest dollar amount or the other terms, but I did make sure they understood, like, they're already familiar with your neighborhood. They love your neighborhood. They want to stay. The kids are in the same elementary school. And by the way, they're veterans. And, you know, I tried to play at my client the best I could without getting into this whole love letter thing that can be quite a a mess in today's world. Love letters are always messy, you know, you know, in all relationships, right? Yeah. So, so bottom line is we have to be very careful. Yeah. And so uh, please caution your, your clients if they read it to be careful, if they write it to be careful. And if you're an agent, be extra, extra careful because yeah. you're going to get dragged into any issues. So it sounds like good advice to me. So there you go. Man, we're just these wide ranging topics that we cover here. We're giving love advice on a real talk about real estate. Isn't that fun? Didn't see that coming. I should write my husband a love letter. Oh, that sounds great. Be careful. You don't want to end up getting in a lawsuit. All right. All right, guys, we're going to talk more about all things real estate. We'll see you next time around.